Another month, another another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah, and since the last one, which at time of recording we haven't, we should maybe talk (laughs) a little bit about the timelines here. So we've already done a podcast that we haven't released yet, and we just filmed all of our Christmas material, which we also haven't released. What we're doing now might come out before the the podcast might come out before Christmas, but the video is after Christmas. Um, Just to mess with people. Just to mess with. Well, I think mainly us, because I don't even know. Yeah. So if we're not responding to listener feedback, because <laughs> we haven't read it yet, so. <laughs> probably. And yeah. also, people have been—I don't know if it, how obvious it is. Like we record this entire podcast with cameras around us. Yes. And then we're whispering because that is actually somewhat of a secret. Yes. Or not really? I, I don't know. I, the thing is, we 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 do this podcast, then we rip out the nice bits and turn them into a video. Right. So ideally, the podcast would be out, and then you can watch the two videos, which you've already heard because they're from the podcast. Because some people like videos, some people like podcasts. Exactly. And it's, it kind of works out well. But sometimes, apparently, like we, we lose that ordering, and we release the videos before the podcast, and then people get confused. I think it's always podcasts before videos. No. Oh, 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 but maybe not this time. Not this time. Oh, you see? It's just doing it to mess with us. That's, that's purely why. It's really confusing. Since the uh, since the last episode, I went on holiday. Oh, that's nice. Uh, well, it was with my girlfriend's parents. So, who are okay? Who, who are nice people? They are nice people. That made it. I made it sound really negative. Uh, I mean, you have to. Go, you you are on record. You have to say that. Yes, and ca- I don't think they listen to this, but uh, just in case. Very safe and sorry. They're lovely people. Lovely people. But love them to bits. But <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that thing like when I'm around like good friends, there's. Uh, like, basically, there's a, a, a printer in my head where, like, thoughts come out, and that just gets passed straight to the mouth. It's like, oh, there we go. I, Off it goes. I am familiar go. with that phenomenon. Um, whereas, you know, in other situations, like professional situations or, you know, partner's parents' situations, it's not that, like, a, you know, a thing prints out, and it's like... All right, guys, we've got a thought here. Uh, can we get this checked for like something rude, uh, something that's potentially a bit too liberal that might not go down well <laughs> with these people? Can we get can we get this checked? And and I find that exhausting. Oh, it is, and, and so is. And I think I've heard it described as that's that's the difference between being an extrovert and an introvert. Is is that? Maybe? I don't know. I I always thought introverts are just the or extroverts are the people who, when you're exhausted, you put yourself around people. To, to recuperate, to get new energy. You draw yeah. energy from being around other people. Like introverts are, they don't necessarily dislike being around people, but they expend right. energy while doing that. And maybe that's the reason why they expend energy, because they just overthink. It. Like, all the thoughts have to be double-checked before saying, or they don't get checked and just come out. Just come out. And, and I, because I would count myself as a, an introvert, uh, which might yeah. be odd to say as someone who has a podcast series and a YouTube series, which he does just to... You know, receive the adoration of people, <laughs> of his peers. <laughs> but, I, but I would count myself as that. Uh, so at one point in the holiday, I, I decided to kind of take a little bit of a break because uh, there was a beach there. From parents in law? Yes. I went, well, just from people. Oh, from people? Because uh, there were some sand dunes next to a beach. Uh, I've never walked on sand dunes before. So I thought, then I'm going to, I'm just going to, just, I'm not going to walk. walk. Yeah, I'm going to walk around some sand dunes on my own. Let's go on some quicksand. Well, I, I quickly found out that you know, running up a sand dune, it takes more energy than a, an equivalent hill. Yes. Because it, it's destroying itself as, <laughs> as, you're, as you're trying. 
Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, but, but at top of one, I had a little bit of a trip up when I got to the top, because I was like powering through it, you know? Got to the top, uh, and then you know, all land is gone, uh, but my legs are still like, so I, I kind of fall over, roll down the <laughs> other side of the dune, um, which is fine, as I say. The, the, you know, there wasn't a lot of people around, uh, except there was, because I sort of got, I got up and I collected myself together. And, and your limbs. And my, yeah, picked some of my limbs up, reattached them, uh, and I was now around people who, uh, they were having a game of volleyball naked. Totally naked. I'm a big fan of volleyball, but the, the postures you assume playing volleyball don't really lend themselves to being naked. Right. So I, I don't understand because this, this seems to be just like you know a, a nudist naturist sort of game. Like at, at some point they they went, well, should we be naturists? And I was like, okay, and they turn close and say, is that what they called naturists? I, uh, nudist naturists. I'm, I'm sure one of those is the correct term, and the other one is. Incredibly, the wrong term, and I apologise. <laughs> um, it'll be it'll be one of those. But yeah, so that's uh, okay, Gerald. Now we're both naked. What shall we do? Well, oh, Gerald, I'm a bit bored, so we should probably play a game. Should we have a game of cards? No, no, I I, I don't think that will get the uh, key areas flapping around enough. Let's <laughs> let's have that's... a game of volleyball instead. And alternatively, wrestling. I've now seen that. <laughs> is is that a German thing? Is I that? Is I was that... just thinking of. Sports that would be just as, if not even more so, exposing. But oh, oh, by well, pole vaulting then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just dangerous. That is, <laughs> I can guarantee you, I didn't see. That. I would love to have, like, just walking up a dune, just to see naked a naked person ball. flying through the air. <laughs> what happened to that guy? I hope he's going to be okay. No, he's not going to be okay. Um, but they, but then, I one of them. Um, was wearing a backpack, and now I, I kind of pondered for a long time. It's like, is, is he naked? Oh, he's wearing. He's wearing, if you're wearing socks. Are you truly naked? Right. Yeah. Sometimes but you wear these socks on the beach because the sand is too hot. Like when you play beach volleyball, there's beach volleyball socks. Really? Yes. Okay. Because sometimes even, either it's too cold or it's too hot, and both is not good for your feet, and so you wear socks. Why are they different to normal socks? What's the? They're like usually like waterproof or like warming a little bit. What is waterproof? Well, you're in the sand. Well, you're on the beach. Oh, yes, there is water there. I didn't <laughs> notice that. Like I said, I was in the dunes. I was away from the water. Did you yeah. talk to them? Oh, well... Or did they come yes, help, help you because you were falling down the dune and naked people were trying to help you up? The, the conversation I had with them went something like this. But sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not looking. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Which is... Which is just that's, that's the British. Just, it's just British, exactly. Yes. Uh, I apologised away and ran up another dune, which once again takes a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. And, and then I was gone, and I just had a little moment to myself. Into a naked pole vault, vaulting paradise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> naked pole vaulting paradise. <laughs> oh. Right next to centre parks. <laughs> Is the aim to get over centre parks? Is if you look up in centre parks, is there a lot of people who didn't make it just <laughs> pressed against the glass? Mummy, what's Wait, that? Wait, is literally a globe? <laughs> centre parks is a dome. Is it? Yeah, that's the whole centre parks thing. It's like the crystal maze that's sort of squashed a, and just flattened. a park. No, the, the, the whole the whole deal is that it's it's so you like could, you could turn centre parks into a naked slip and slide. Yes, well, I well I think there's ridges on the glass of the way down, That'd so make it'd it be, more enjoyable. It, 
it would be like the end scene of Titanic, where there's like a little bit of sliding, but then a lot of bouncing and pang and before and dying. And, yeah, the, the end would be death, um, I think. So you're not going to sell a lot of tickets, I mean, is what I'm saying. It's probably in the terms of service. So. Once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Should we talk about the web? We should talk about the web. <laughs> OK. Um, should we talk? We'll talk about dynamic imports. Oh, déjà vu. So, déjà vu, because well, <laughs> to, to, depending on if you, if people have listened to the Christmas episode before this, this if is, they were able to listen to the Christmas episode. Oh, it's the time thing again. It's very confusing. Okay, we'll recap. Uh, we have <laughs> import as a uh, uh, there's an import statement thing with parentheses at the end that lets you async import of, uh, a module. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? Have I got that right? Yes, you have modules. And you can now not only just declare statically what you import, but use a somewhat like a function call to put it in the middle of your code and be like, if this and for that loop, import these things. And, and you can use, and it which returns a promise. So which you wasn't can like, before. Right, because yes, in, the, in static imports, they all have to load before yeah. any of them start executing. And this is kind of like, you can do it on click. Go and load a module or yeah. something, which um, can be super useful. Right. So at the very least, you can start deferring your loads. Like just like wait until your code actually executes to load things, rather than having the browser figure it out early and use bandwidth for something you probably don't need yet. Right. Right. And it returns a promise. You can wait it. You get the module out the other side. Yeah. Perfect. Now, I I noticed a little bit in uh, Matthias's article about this, where he has a note saying, "By the way, import is not a function." Dun, and I, dun, dun. I, right, I, and I was looking at this, and it was like I M P O R T open parenthesis URL oh, well module descriptor close parenthesis. That's a function, you mate. You got it me. wrong. It's, it's a function. Oh, is that a semicolon at the end? Yes, of course. Well, or a dot then, or a, no we are words. civilized yeah. people here. Yes, I, I am a fan of the, the semicolon. That's something I, so I would I. agree with. Um, but yeah, not a function. What, what, what is it then? Like because it is it, yeah like you said it looks like one yeah it's it, it's it's like a keyword syntaxy thing oh. I'm sure it's one of one of those one of those is right and one of those <laughs> is wrong <laughs> once again we had something like this before there's another thing in JavaScript that looks like a function but it's not a function yes super yes super 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 that is and and it's and they're they're both not real functions for the same reason. And it's because what is that reason, Jake? Right. Well, when you call imports, you're giving it a uh, a module descriptor, which is either well, right now it has to be a relative URL mm -hmm. um, in a particular format, uh, like okay. dot slash or whatever. Sounds doable for a function. What is that relative to? Your face. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's relative to the script you're in. Okay, I mean that makes sense. It's how script tags work as well, right? Uh, no, no. If you use URLs in normal scripts, the the URLs relative to the page, to the client, interesting, which would be like okay. the worker or or something. Okay. So so you end up with this this bit of relativeness, which is specific to the script. Relativity. Re bit of relativity would be the correct English word to use. Thank you, foreign person. <laughs> <laughs> For telling me how to speak, uh, that happens all the time. It's so embarrassing. I'm, I'm from the north, so <laughs> they didn't teach me to speak or read properly. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's relative to the script file itself. Okay. So that's a property that, that makes a lot of sense. 
It, well, CSS it, behaves the same way, right? If you have relative import, like URL fav, fav icons or something yes. like that, they're relative to the CSS file that that is being used in. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. Um, but in JavaScript, we have this concept of a realm, but all they have multiple word. And, and and that's sort of kind of tied to the the, the global like what yeah. uh, the uh, and like so your page like your JavaScript environment that you execute in and yes. you can load things in and you know the files come from all the different paths but eventually end up in this one thing the realm the one realm so this relative URL thing is not a property of the realm it's how it's, could it be if you're importing modules from all over the place exactly and this is why. It doesn't make sense because that that call to import, mm -hmm. like the, the question would be, is like, well, what if you assigned that import to another name and passed that to another script? Like, it, you've passed a function Ooh. around, but now it operates differently. And the same goes with super. Like when you call super, you're referring to, like that class. Yeah, the uh, basic class. So they kind of had this decision as either it, it needs to be part of the language, or they do something very weird with. Analyzing stack traces to see which kind of script oh, yeah, is coming from. Sound good. And that is why it's not a function. So you can't assign it to something else. It's not type of function. Mm -hmm. it, you can't do dot call. You can't assign it to something else. Uh, yeah. Interesting because uh, when once static modules landed, the first thing I did is I wrote a teeny tiny dynamic import polyfill. Yes, you did. And this is the only property that it broke. Because yes, it my, is. my path were all relative to the page. And the simple reason is because yes. I basically, what I was doing is I was generating script tags and attaching it to the document's head. And th that's why they are relative to the, the HTML page. document and right. not to the current file that you are importing in. Yes, because if a, if a module script doesn't have its own URL, like it yeah. doesn't have a SRC, yes, the default would be the page's URL. But so. for most intents and purposes, that was actually good enough because I would usually just use. Absolute paths, like yes, which would work because it's script tags, and that would be unique, and it was all good. Mm. But that also means, and I'm like, this is an interesting thing when you say it's now part of the language. That means, oh no, you can still polyfill because if an older browser doesn't have it, it's fine there. So you can available. still do if import like, and you. But you can still... what if I define a function called import? Will it throw, or will it just be shadowed silently? I, I, so I imagine that I don't know. Oh, you only that's, imagine that. You that's don't what know. I imagine. And I also am imagining the truth, because I actually don't know. <laughs> that's something we could look up and put in the show notes, because I'm, I'm fascinated by that. That's something we could test in, 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 browsers, in browsers today, because we, we, this, this is supported in Safari and in Dynamic Import? Yeah. Is in Safari already? Is in oh, oh it's in it's in certainly in technical tech, tech preview, tech yeah, preview. I mean, and it's in Chrome Canary. I mean we live on the so, bleeding edge, so yeah, exactly. Right? So it's, so we can actually go and see what what happens, and if if both Chrome and Safari behave the same, we can assume yeah, that's probably correct. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll assume that's what they specify. Because that's how we do our jobs. Exactly, exactly. So what what have you been looking at recently? So I was walking home recently. Yep. You know, as you do, you get out the tube or whatever, and you walk the rest home. Yes, yes. And I was usually what I do is I either just stare at the ground or look at my phone and do things, and someone was like tapping me on my shoulder, which is super unusual. Oh, in, in London especially. You're yeah. like, you, you, I, when that happens to me, my mind is just racing of like, kind of, what am I going to look around and see? How many guns does he have? Or yeah, is, is this a, you know, is I this don't like talking to people usually. Yes, because pe pe the problem is they can be anyone. 
And they literally are anyone. Right. And and so who, who was your anyone in this? I, I still don't know. But it was it was a really nice dude. Okay. And he asked me for directions. Oh. And that made me really proud. Because I thought, but maybe the thought that I had was he asked me, like, where's, where's the street? And then and I was like, oh, I know. It's over there. You just turn left. Well, hang on. Where is the street? And did you go, um, oh, you're standing on it. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that I is the street. I wouldn't want to give away the oh, actual location. The actual location. OK. I don't know if you know, but people follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean they follow you in real life. Or, Wait, or does it doesn't? It? Does it? Maybe it does. Uh, Maybe I should stop attaching my location to my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so he was nice asking, man, asked you for directions. Yeah, asked me for directions, and I knew the directions, and I felt, A, really good, because something that I've been told, it is common in London to just tell them something just to get rid of the person. Just, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> just go there. Well, go away in yeah. any direction. It's the, London is a sphere. If you just keep <laughs> walking in one direction, you'll get to it eventually. All goes in circles. <laughs> yeah. and as, but I thought, I must have looked not really approachable. And yet he chose to approach me, and I think because he must have had the thought, that person, he knows London. He knows his London. And I was like, I have now become a proper Londoner. I'm, oh. I'm a person that is considered looking like someone who looks like he's at home in London. And that made me really happy. So there's a part of this story that I feel that you deliberately haven't discussed, and that's, did you actually know where the place yeah, was? I, I, oh, you did? I, yes. It was oh, only okay. the two streets over. So, I mean, it was coincidence. I knew that, that he wanted to go to that exact street that I knew. Oh. But usually I'm not good with street names. But I was just like, I must have looked really confident. And then, uh, then again, I was looking at my phone, probably just by usual crowd. Oh, so you know, that man's got easy access to maps. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> Maybe that I don't, I don't want to talk you down. Oh. I don't want to talk you down. <laughs> well, there goes my ego <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Why don't we just talk about the web? Well, no, I, I wouldn't say that. You know, no, I think it's good that you knew off the top of your head because I, I, in my hometown, I don't. Like, I literally, in your pe- pe- people, well, wow, my, the town with my home in. Is, <laughs> that, is, is that the correct usage of those terms? I, guess. Like, I mean, it sounds like it should be. Um, but is it I, a town? Has it a home? Yeah, it is your hometown. It, it is where my, my home is. Uh, it's not where I was born. I guess that's my born town. But this is this is my hometown. And, you know, people will stop and say, oh, "Where's the direction to?" You know, whatever, and yeah, the, the phone comes out the pocket, and I'm like, could, could, you, like I, could you say that into this microphone? <laughs> I've had a couple of people ask me for the directions over the last couple of two years, and it doesn't happen frequently, with a phone in their hand. I'm like, have a phone, mate. Ah, uh, maybe roaming, if I'm going to be kind. Could be roaming, data roaming. In London, data roaming. Wi-Fi. That is true. There is Wi-Fi everywhere. Oh, maybe they, just, they knew that you worked at Google, therefore, if anyone's going to know. I did maps. wear my, my propeller hat. Maybe that was <laughs> <laughs> Yes, classic London wear. Brilliant. <laughs> web? Talk let's talk, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk. talk about the web. We should talk about the web. And I have plans for the web. Ooh. Ooh. That, this is the first time where I'm like, I have something that I want the people on the web to do. Like, like, I Homework. have an idea, and I think it's good. People should be aware of the idea and should be saying, yes, this is good, I want to do. Mm. And so I wrote a blog post. Good. Good start. I, I, I did not squeeze it into a tweet, even though we have twice as many characters now. Oh, I yes. Like, I needed yeah. a little bit more explanation. And I was, the, the entire the event that sparked this interest is a colleague telling me that there's iPad Pros and that these iPad Pros 
run at 120 hertz. 100, that's double, that's double the normal number, which is 60 times 2. So yeah, mm. most devices that we have worked with so far run at 60 frames a second or at 60 hertz. Right, because it, I, I remember in the days of like CRT monitors, you used to get quite a variance of... Yeah, it went could, from like could, 24 hertz, 30, 50, um, 60. Yeah, I mean, for a computer monitor, you would tend to run at 60, 75, 100. Like, oh, yeah, right. Because the, the higher the refresh rate, the less... Flicker. The, yeah, the less iBad it was. Um, <laughs> On the scale so, of zero to iBad. It's like, how, how long can you watch it before you're, you know, tears of blood, that sort of thing. But then once the CRTs went away, everything just 60. 60 across the board. Laptops, yeah. like, t TVs can do it differently because uh, they TV. want to synchronize the frame rates. Yeah. But because also 24, you know, it's not a 60 or multiple of 24, which is sometimes an issue. Right. And American TV run at 50. American TV runs at 60. European runs at 50? European runs at 50. Why? Just look, sorry, just allow me to remove my screen. I, I, think, I, I think I just tapped into your, into your I, specialty. I, I've really, uh, I've done a lot of, I did a, a bit about this in a talk a few years ago, and I, so I did a lot of research into it. Yeah, it was all based around the uh, power frequency. Yeah, exactly. It could just sync using the waveform of the power supply. So uh, 50 hertz here, 50 hertz in a lot of Europe, uh, 60 hertz in America, and a couple okay. of other places, I think. So, But yes, we all, we all decided, as often happens, we'll just go, oh, we'll go with the American thing, whatever. It's, <laughs> uh, I mean, 60 sounds better than 50, whatever, we'll do that. Which, like, why would we take something that is a nice part of 100? Let's go with 60. Let's go, and here's the thing. If we went with 50, if we went with 50, we would all have more time on our frame budgets, right? <laughs> We were, like, yes. A, a significant amount of time longer to get a frame together. Yeah, but, but no. Four milliseconds more. I exactly. Um, but, but that's but not the case. That's not the case. So, and that's basically the thing. Like, everything has been 60. But now uh, we're going to have even less time. The, well, kind of, yes. If, if you want to make use of the 120 hertz, yes. But the problem is that because every device has been running at 60, mm -hmm. 60 has somewhat become an implicit assumption. Right. So yes. a lot of there, there, there is a good amount of code out there that doesn't actually consider how much time has elapsed since the last frame. Who would write such code? I don't know, Jake. Who would write such code? So yes. So on on Twitter, we were talking about this because because this was this was from like a, a, an Apple engineer. Uh, well, so the thing is, I I, I looked at the iPad Pros mm -hmm. and looked at 120 hertz, and I was like, this is amazing. This looks so good. It actually mm -hmm. makes a difference, which I was. Honestly, a bit surprised by. I was dubious whether you could notice a difference, but uh, yep, you, 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 you can. It makes sense because you, if you think about, you have sixty frames a second, especially with fast motions. You have more in between images, which mm -hmm. will make motion blur seem much more real. Yes. Instead of having like three individual pictures from A to B, you will have now six. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, double double that. And it sort of um, makes more. Your brain will think even more. It's an actual motion. And so I was asking, what's the plan? Like your wrath on the iPad still right. runs at 60. Request animation frame, my assumption would be you would get a request animation frame 120 times a second. And you do not. And you do not. You get 60. You get 60. And that made me sad. Because yes. that basically meant whenever you were using a f animation framework that does the JavaScript animation with JavaScript, mm -hmm. which I think at least parts of GreenSock, for example, do, you wouldn't get the 120 FPS. Yes. Uh, and I, I tweeted at one of the Safari engineers saying, like you know, why is this? And I think they were saying like, oh well, we're worried about like legacy code that assumes sixty frames a second. And I was like, 
come on, probably not a big deal, probably not a big deal, who does that? And uh, they sent me back one of my Canvas examples from four years ago, admittedly. But still. But still shame on you. Shame So that's on something, um, yeah, I, and I think the compatibility issue, it's a legit point. Like, there is code that is going to break. And we have to investigate how big the issue really is, like mm. how many sites are actually going to break. So CSS animations don't have this issue. No, they don't, because you are CSS, by the very nature of CSS, is declarative. So either right. you use CSS transitions, where you say, go from A to B in one second. It yep. doesn't care about frame rate. You don't, get, you don't get visibility into every frame. So Same with CSS animations. Mm -hmm. Same with web animations API, which right. Safari is working on. It's now behind a flag, so you can start using it, which is really cool. Oh, oh I did not know that. Um, yeah, if you use these technologies, the animations will run at 120 frames per second. And that's really cool. So what's the answer here for request animation frame? What can we, what can we do? How can we get that <sighs> to? Is it, it's going to have to be opt-in. It, it's my fault. It's going to have to be opt-in. But then even that demo I did, it was some snow. Snow fell. And so on 120 hertz, snow falls twice as fast. It's just a blizzard. It's fine. <laughs> we, it, we can gloss over that. So that's something I talk to a lot of people about, or to some people at least, what can we do to introduce a complete new function? Mm. Do we give options to Raft? Do we make the new behavior of running at the native frame rate opt in, opt out? Right. For the, it's also very relevant for both WebGL and WebVR. WebVR specifically exposes their own um, Raft function because they're running on a different, different screen, device, different right. screen basically. So it yeah. kind of makes sense, um, and they have higher refresh rates already. They're running at 120 frames per eye. Oh, occasionally. 60 yes, or 60. it alternates, yeah. right? Yeah, OK. Um, so I, I, I don't know yet what the, the good solution is going to be. But what I do know is that we definitely want to get there. Because yeah. WebGL is definitely going to want it. Because you want to if you have that screen, you want to have these the, the fr free animation, uh, yeah. motion blur, and all these kind of things. I think there's an opportunity to, to, if we did have a go for another function name, I think there's an opportunity to rename request animation frame to something a little bit more meaningful. Yeah, it's like, not the best name, is it? Like, yeah, so if it was like before render. I request an animation frame. It, right, and so what <laughs> does that mean? Does that, and and so, many, so many people think, um, and I include myself in this until I read the spec, that um, you didn't read the spec. I, I literally read the event. I'm writing a talk about the event loop spec. I, that's, I'm, I know that off by heart now. <laughs> I literally don't. But like, I, I thought request animation frame would be after the next frame. Like, Cue uh, me up for when there's a frame about to happen, yeah. and we'll get everything sorted. But no, it will it it, it will happen before the next render. So, yeah. so if you like, just in a click handler, set a, a, some the background of the page to red, and then in your request animation frame, set it to green. You you will not see the red, except in Safari. It breaks the rules anyway. But you're supposed to. That's not my fault that one. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so so the idea is like if we had this. Yeah, before next paint or before paint or something. Something that in the name already specifies where it's supposed to run. Exactly. I mean, we also have this issue, I think, in Chrome, where you sometimes, if you change a style, you have to double raft to make sure that the styles have taken effect. Well, that's that's according to the spec. Because you, you would have your, um, you, you know, you change the style in the click handler, you raft, but that's still going to be for paint. So any changes you make there are not going to you know, it's going yeah. to be before the next computation. So if you want to be definitely after the next computation, it's it's double. So yeah, I guess a better name function with the double ref just feels really awkward. Yes, absolutely. So I, we might. I think it, it's nice that we might want a after paint. Yeah. Function that is. That, you know, and it's definitely one one idea that I 
I think might be nice. And then you have yep. to still specify if this is supposed to run at the native refresh rate. What yep. happens when you jank it? Should we just throttle. allow that, or should we throttle the callbacks to uh, to a, like only every second frame? Or absolutely. And, it, and if we have these functions for both sides of render, that that fits really nicely into like the fast DOM model. Like, have, you, have you used the library fast DOM? That's the one that batches reads and writes, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the idea is if you have before render and after render, so before render is where you make all your changes because yeah. you, you need to get everything into the right state for, for the painting. And then afterwards, you can do all the reading and yeah. then see, oh, where is stuff? Because you know after render, it's gone through the whole CSS computation, style, yeah. layout stuff. Read all that data in, ready for next time. Exactly. And then even if we solve that, assuming we have a RAF that runs 120 hertz now, we still have a problem. Because as you said, we have twice the frame rate, and that means less, half the budget. Less time to do it in. And so with some quick math in my head, I will tell you okay. that you, were running at, you would have an 8 millisecond budget per frame. That is half of 16, which we currently have. Yes. Exactly. Right. But the problem is that the work the browser has to do stays fixed. And I think right about now, it's safe to say it's between 4 and 6 milliseconds. Right. On a desktop machine. I mean, it might change. You know, your mileage may vary. But that hmm. means on 60 FPS, you still have way more than half left. Because let's say that you have six, the browser needs 6 milliseconds. You have 10 left. Right. On 120 FPS, you have 2 left. Oh, that's not a lot of time. That, that is not <laughs> a lot oh, of time. Oh, my word. Yeah. Um, and so there's, of course, there's work for the browser to do optimizations to only do work when it's really necessary, to make the things that have to happen really fast, hmm. things that the browser can optimize. But also, I think the ecosystem needs to change. It needs to look into moving, writing things in a way that they yield often to the browser, mm -hmm. that you can, it, they can basically do, here is my little chunks of work. And ever, whenever you need to ship a frame in between, here's the points where you can do that. So request idle callback becomes even more important even as, more a, as important. a tool. Right. And the, th the second tool that you have and that not very many people use is web workers, where you can spin up an actual separate thread and do work in there. And you can block in there. You can do all kinds of work. The main yep. thread won't care and will stay responsive. Right. So yeah, more important to get any work that isn't associated with rendering, get that into a worker. Off, it, off the main thread. And that's where I've been looking at the native platforms like Android and iOS, where they call the main thread the UI thread, because the work it's supposed to do is um, UI work. That and, does make sense. Right? So in, in my mind, and that is a purely theoretical thought right now, nothing I've actually tried out in practice, is on the main thread, there should only be like animation libraries, custom elements, maybe some, some dispatching code. And this is DOM modifying stuff as well, because yeah, like, that has to be there. Yeah, like hyper HTML, things like these that actually are related to DOM or your animations styles, some class shuffling right. needs to happen, right? But everything else goes into the worker thread, into the new web worker you can spin up. OK, so sort of state management stuff. Exactly. Like, and right. and your, 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 probably even your fetch operations, the, the, API, uh, the APIs you want to hit, the mangling of the responses, right. and turning them into something that is consumable by your main thread, because or your UI thread, because you don't want to do any more mangling on the UI thread. That's what right. you can do in the off. Because well, fetch, fetch is async currently. It happens off the main thread. But things like um, uh, constructing the JSON objects, if, you, yeah. if it's a JSON response, that is main thread. And the then the parsing is right and now. And you just uh, then take the JSON object and rip bits out that you need. 
and all these things can again happen off main thread. Right. Actually, that's that's interesting. I, I looked at. Uh, I was reviewing a, a document. Uh, internally, and there was a bit of advice that was suggesting, like, hey, maybe you know, try serving JSON instead of HTML because it'll be smaller. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I think it'll be about the same size. And I went through this, like a few uh, web apps that, that I knew used JSON, and, mm -hmm. and I found the ones that I thought were using JSON in a um, non-wasteful way. Like okay. they, they just pretty much the data they were they were using all of it. And I found like the, the the HTML that was created as a result of that JSON was often smaller than the JSON itself. Really? So that's I, interesting. So I think that's another thing that you know we, we could use in, in like a way of sort of streaming HTML directly to the yeah. the, the browser yeah, from a worker maybe or from the network and skipping out that sort of transform streams. That's trans yes, we can use transform streams for that, which are in Canary now, I know, which right? is exciting. It's very exciting. Um, so yeah, that's and then you. When you have a web broker, you obviously have the issue of how to communicate with a web broker, because you can only send post messages. Are you going to sell your Comlink library again? I was thinking about not doing that this okay. time around. OK, fine. We won't But do you that did then. it for me, so thank you. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> you um, have that one for free. But that's just a, another problem that needs solving, because if you have to like send messages back and forth, it gets quite cumbersome. Mm -hmm. and, and you only have one channel, and then you have to start building your own little protocol. And there's lots of things you can do there. Um, but all, once all these things come together, I think mm. it could end up with a really interesting and really efficient architecture to, to build apps on the web. Yeah, and we're only going to get more 120 uh, hertz devices or yes, 144, exactly. a lot of gaming monitors run up to. So. Exactly. Like, it's not going to get any slower. We're probably going to run faster mm. in the future. So and something to prepare for in 2018? Definitely. So like I said, I, I was on holiday. Um, but then eventually, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> As vacations tend to happen. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, on, on that note, um, I was talking to someone, and they were uh, saying they, they work for some company in, in San Francisco where they have unlimited holiday. Like their job gives them unlimited so they holiday. So come with a hand movement. It's like unlimited holiday. And I, I sort of looked into this, and I was this can't, what? This, this seems weird. Um, and I just, I think it's a terrible thing to have, like to be given. Yeah. Um, because I do, that only serves the employer, right? Like, because if yeah. you, <laughs> because then basically it means when you have unlimited, you basically have none. You're never gonna take it. Exactly, and this is and I saw it really well described on uh, on Twitter where someone went like, well, so you have unlimited holiday. Well, so what if you went on holiday now and never returned? <laughs> you took an infinite holiday. Would would that be allowed? Can like, they fire you during holiday? Because if not. It's, it's a hole in the system. It's infinite holiday. And, and I was like, well, no, of course you can't do that. I said, like, right, OK, so you don't have infinite holiday. You have undefined holiday. <laughs> and that's terrible, right? Because like, one of the nice things about like having JavaScript undefined. Right, right. <laughs> Which, yeah, undefined is not defined. It's no greater it's, truth has been spoken. <laughs> uh, but, but that means that, yeah, you're just constantly worrying that you're taking too much yeah, holiday. That's, I think yeah. that's just writing on the subconscious of the employee. But I, I did return. I did return. Because you don't have and, undefined I, holiday. I have defined holiday, and I had used it. And <laughs> so I returned. And uh, and I was working from home, I think, and, uh, and my girlfriend sent a message going, there is a, there's a fox asleep under our hedge um, in our back garden. And I was like, well, there isn't. Because like, foxes don't. Not really. You don't see them during the daytime. No. So we have a dead fox situation in the garden. <laughs> uh, so let's let's you know poke like, it with a stick. Poke it. Well, that was the, the first step was confirming this, and and because I I don't 
this is a very adult thing to deal with. Like, like a just you dead know, animals, dead animal situation, yeah, right? I guess. Um, so I, I, you know, I kind of leaned towards it and went, <laughs> and it did not move. And so I was like, confirmed dead. Science, co <laughs> science complete. <laughs> that is a dead fox. And uh, but then the next one was like, well, what, 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 what do we do? What's if a deaf sleeping fox? Was, <laughs> oh, it could have been. I, it also wasn't breathing. Always poke it with a stick. <laughs> Well, well this is the, I, you know, what, is, what do you do as an adult in this situation? So Get out the vacuum cleaner? Well, step one, ask Google. It's what I always do. <laughs> like, OK, Google. I've replaced my parents for, <laughs> for advice. And so yeah, it's like a dead fox in garden. What do I do? And, uh, and I do the thing I always do barbecue. when I need to can barbecue. <laughs> See, the thing is, I really like foxes. So I, They're quite cute. I would rather, I quite like seeing them in my garden, but I really like alive. it when they're alive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dead, less interested. Because, <laughs> and, and <laughs> too much, turns out. But, but when, when Google gives me the results, I do the same thing I do when I consult Google about any uh, situation I, uh, I have to deal with in adults. I, I click the first link, and it said, you can pay the council 70 pounds to take it away. And I was like, 70? Seventy pounds? No. What? What does the next link say? And it went. Well, you, you can bury it yourself. Uh, we recommend digging a hole around uh, three feet deep. <laughs> no. Three feet. <laughs> oh, That's too much this manual is, labor. This, oh, this is yeah, exactly. That sounds like a lot of work. Um, so I, I went in. I went a few links down <laughs> until one said, "Tie oh, it to a hot <laughs> to a helium balloon." <laughs> Send it to the moon. <laughs> bye bye, sir. I think bye. if you said go down to some, you know, some links further down, yeah. you can find any answer you want. If you just oh, go yes. down far enough. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I did. So the link that said, oh, do you know what? Actually, uh, throw it to the neighbor. You can let them decay pretty naturally. Doesn't really. It smells a little, but not a lot, and not for long. And uh, I am. Um, Blessed with quite a long garden because uh, I, I live in I live outside of London, right? And we have a we have the now we have a quite a, a long but narrow garden, and the and the question the fox uh, chose to die at the end. It, it it was making its way to the house apparently when it decided it had had enough. Um, <laughs> but and it's really sad because it's like it crawled under the hedge, obviously not well. It, there was no sign of injury, so I, I don't know. But um, uh, Jen put the question to me, Jen, my partner. She said, if it had died in the big bush at the bottom of the garden, would we know about it? Like, good point. We could create this situation. <laughs> so this is the story of you being just utterly lazy. <laughs> it kind of, kind of is. Um, but ask, ask me, what's beyond the bottom of my garden? What is beyond the bottom of the garden? A cemetery, Surma. So it seems... <laughs> For for people, a people cemetery, but it seemed like the right thing to do to move it nearer the the, the place where the dead people are. I think it's what it would have wanted, but maybe that's where it was headed in the first place. It's not, well, I assume it would it would be well, maybe actually. I don't know which way it was walking at the time, um, but because we just got back from holiday, I didn't really know how long it had been there, and like I now had to move this animal, and we'd set out. A little, we used some uh, bin liners, uh, refuse sacks, I think they call them elsewhere, into a little stretcher. I thought, if I just need to get the fox onto the stretcher, then we can take it to the 
bottom of the garden. Um, and I, but I've watched a lot of Walking Dead, so like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen when I touched this because I'd identified that the tail is a good, you know, yeah. Well, just, what else? I just he's you know like a shovel. It was quite <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's like I have used a shovel with squirrels before, like because we you know cat caught the neighbor's cat caught a squirrel. Anyway, it's a different story. It's a less interesting one. Uh, so <laughs> I just squirrel I, died. And I, it's I, <laughs> yeah, it squirrel died. Put it in the bin. <laughs> That's. Job done. <laughs> Moved right, on with... Get that story like, off the list. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that was good enough for the podcast, which is why you haven't heard about it so far. But I, I got a garden glove, and I got a freezer bag to, to create a bit of, like, a, a seal. Um, uh, it's confusing. Uh, like, to... Because to, a seal sounds like there's a seal in my garden now. <laughs> with the fox. Maybe, maybe, Maybe that was... They fought, and that was... No, okay. There's just a fox. And, and the seal won. The seal won. <laughs> and that's why there wasn't a seal there. Perfect. I had my glove, and I was, had this horrible feeling that I was gonna, the tail was going to come off. I was like, ugh, ugh. But do you know what? It didn't. And, and I, I moved it on, and I was, kind of, I was not looking. I was trying not to smell, because I, you know, I say I like foxes, and the dead one I'm unhappy about. But I, I dragged it onto the um, little okay. stretcher we made, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, do you know what, Jen? The, this dragging by the tail thing's working fine. I'm off. <laughs> I'm just going to leg it down the garden <laughs> with a fox. <laughs> Run, boom, 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 bottom of the garden. And I actually turned to the fox and just said, sorry, mate. And then just sort of threw it into the hedge. Threw it into the hedge. And I feel, I feel this is my confession because I feel bad about it. And Confessions are usually anonymous. Oh, yeah, this is on a podcast, isn't For it? For some reason, my, sorry, first, no one listens, my first thought was, what do the people in the nudist colony do? do the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> They turn it into a game, I'm sure. They, there's the, oh, 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 that's a horrible thought. Oh, I don't like that thought. I like foxes. Don't make me think about... You don't brought up both stories. <laughs> okay, yes, I did. I did. That was my fault. But yeah, there's, there's now a fox at the bottom. But, but, I mean, it's... I think it's fine. I think it's okay. It's with... It's, it's nice, closer to it's people. A nice <laughs> it's a nice, nice place for it to, to, to end up. I'm asking you, I, can, can you forgive me? I... I Forgive you, in in the name of all the foxes. Thank you. That have died in your garden. I, I posted I posted about about it on Facebook, um, <laughs> and like a few people commented, went, "Oh yeah, it's kind of sad, isn't it?" And must uh, oh, must be tough to deal with. And I liked all of them because I was enjoying the sympathy, like like like. And so then you made it one, about you. Well, oh, of course, of course. That's what, <laughs> what else is Facebook for? That's, that's social media in general. But there was one comment at the bottom. Which was like, oh, it must have been really tough burying that. I didn't like that one. <laughs> I just, I just ignored that one. <laughs> I thought, I thought it would have been too much to like it, but I didn't want to reply to it and admit, admit to my failing. Just frisbeed it into the hedge. Yeah, I just hurled it into a bush. <laughs> I'm a really bad person. <laughs> it ricocheted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Anyway, I am sorry, Mr. Fox. I. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, yeah, enjoy the bush in the bottom <laughs> of my garden. It's it's also it, it's just as good a hiding place Please. as the hedge, but never, it's just just slightly further away from the house. Just never write any children's books <laughs> ever. <laughs> I deserve to be haunted by that fox. I'll let you know if that happens. We should talk about the web. You we think? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Something that, that I noticed had, um, had just popped into Canary. Um, I, I kind of knew there was plans for it, but I didn't realize how far along it was, and now it's in Canary, is Event Target. 
that's been a thing. That has been a thing. So event target is the thing that gives us uh, add. It's event, a horrible it? name, by the way, I think. Uh, event target, yeah. Um, because like the thing makes, event target makes a thing something that can emit events. Well, Node calls it event emitter, <laughs> which is a better name, I agree. But yeah. event target has been with us for like many, many years. And, uh, As so all we, the we, things on the web that are ill-named usually uh, are. Yes, so we can't change it now. But that's like everything uh, that has an event listener inherits from uh, yeah. event target. And the thing is, it's usually something that you only see in the, in the specs. Like you, said, you see like this new thing, it implements event target. Yes. And but it's not well, it actually, extends. Or extends. it extends, but yeah. you actually cannot extend it in your code. Until now. What? Yes. <gasps> Finally. Like, because if you've done anything with events before, yeah. um, like you've wanted your own pub sub or something kind of system, you end up thinking, well, I, I'll get a library or I'll write my own or something. Yeah. Like, usually and you end up with horrible hacks. And I was one of these people who wrote horrible hacks. Yeah. Exactly. Just just to repeat something that's already on the platform, it's a total violation of the extensible web. Yeah. Um, and so uh, people, I think it was Dominic Denicola, have uh, like got together and actually specced what the constructor looks like uh, and how you would extend it yeah. and how you would use it. And it's it's now now in in Canary. You can do new oh, event targets. So good. You can do class whatever extends event target. And now you have add event listener. Now you have uh, dispatch events. You've got the whole Which is the, the only two thing. things you need. Right, exactly. Well, and this is the thing, that there's this kind of long-term plan that at some point we'll uh, replace add event listener, or not replace it, we'll, we'll enhance it with observables. Yes. I've, I've seen the, the, the current, like, I'm going to call it a scratch pad, because it's probably too early to call it even an explainer. Well, there's been loads, right? There's yeah. been loads of little, uh, yeah, lo loads of little ideas around this. But the, the kind of, the, the central but agreement is that this should be how we do events in future. Things that can do events should also be able to do observables, which is a stream of events, stream but of be careful with that. R right, yes. But this means that you can, uh, like, if everyone starts using event target now, well, you know, once we get the, the support across the board, it means when uh, observables support do land. across the board. Support across the board. That's a good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Is that another jingle that we need? No, Maybe. Probably, probably not. Yeah, but then, then when observables land, that that you know you'll get those for free as well. That would be really, really good. It's, it's one of those things that kind of seems. We well, the thing forever, is, I, I'm not sure if the people listening slash watching are necessarily aware of what you have to do because the only things that extended event target that were tangible for you were DOM elements. Yes. Or message boards. Yes. As well, far as I know. There's lots of, well, things like um, navigator.serviceworker uh, extends event target. There's, there's lots of stuff. Yeah. yeah but if so for example, I, the thing, I, I, I basically wrote a little tweet where I was like, oh, look, here's a nice way where you can build your own event target. I would legit just create a message ch port, message channel, which mm. is to me message board, rip out one port. And it would have dispatch event and add event listener. And I will just bind these function to my own object. And suddenly, my object would be kind of Right. Like. That's a nice hack just and built around a very small. It's still a hack. For example, event.target is always going to be wrong because it would be oh. the message port of the actual object I used. And this in the function would be wrong for the same reason, because that's yeah, event.target. Unless target. you bound this and your functions, or, um, you know, all yeah. these. It's just, and then a remove yeah. event listener wouldn't work. Again. You know, well, unless you patch that for it. Yeah, OK. Yeah, it was just sense. horrible. And people were using it anyway because there was no other choice. And so it's so good that they finally came up with something. And, and is 
Yes. It's just another thing in the browser that's exposed to developers, as, as it should have always been. Extensible web. It works. So we, we've, I think we've been, we've been talking enough, I think. Well, we, we've covered a lot. We always talk too much. We've, we've covered nudists slash naturists and their sports of choices. <laughs> we've, we've, yes, we've, unfortunate fox situations and like, yeah, event, event targets, uh, like 120 frames a second. This goes, that's, that's enough. Yeah, it's, it's a good episode, we maybe. Call, we can call that. Well, we'll see. It feels good right now. We will so. be listening for more listener feedback, as always. You got through an entire episode without swearing. What? <laughs> I was like, ah, no, don't spoil it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. And I've always, I've been thinking about the Sermus swears because you do supercharged, yeah, which is live, yeah. And you've never dropped a Sermus no, bomb. I think, I think it's you. It's me. It, I, oh, oh, I see. Blame me. Oh, okay. Yeah, the victim in all yeah. of this. <laughs> victim of your swears. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you kill foxes. Okay. <laughs> Look, look, let, let me just be clear on this. The fox was already dead. <laughs> like that, it was like... I think you clapped it to death. <laughs> it was having a nice sleep and I, I scared it. It was, it to old, it was sleeping, it got startled, I mean, you know, I, I have cardiac no, arrest. I have no counter evidence other than it didn't move, but it could have... Oh, <laughs> that makes me really sad. <laughs> I like foxes. Well, I like you, them in the garden. If you haven't spiraled down into a depression, I will see you. I hope the fox in the bottom of the garden doesn't look like a warning to other foxes. Because like I say, I like foxes in the garden. <laughs> it's going to look like it, isn't it, now? It's, it's the look fox like... graveyard. It's, yeah. The fox killer. Stay away from that one. He's <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, keep an eye out and tell me how it goes. Yeah. So um, If you're still alive, then I'll yeah. see you. Next time. It, next year. Well, unless this episode goes out next year, in which case oh, we're... we'll see each other this year. Um, I'll see you this year. Sure. Sure, whatever. Sure, whatever yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>